0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the first episode of season two of Newly Nutrition. I'm so excited to be back on the mic and recording incredible episodes with just amazing, inspiring individuals for season two. I've already had a bunch of episodes to release and you will all be so happy with the outcome of every single episode. I've been learning so much and I've even had repeat guests On the show. And it has just been so amazing to reconnect with um, just people that have already been on the podcast and learn even more about their business journeys. And sharing that with you guys is going to be so good. Um, I'm so excited for today's episode because it's funny. Before I invited this person, before I knew that the theme of season two would be overcoming fear and uncertainty in running a business. But we happen to chat all of that anyway in the show. I think overcoming fear and uncertainty in being an entrepreneur is something that we all struggle with. I mean, I think even the super established leaders. Still struggle with fear and uncertainty in building your business. It's something that we all have to kind of work through. And someone like today's guest can certainly help you work through those fears based on your human design chart. So if you don't know who I'm talking about yet, I am talking about the lovely Bria Lear of Soul Rush. If you don't follow her on Instagram, and if you haven't seen all of her amazing, beautiful, curated content, then let me do a quick intro. Bria is a human design guide and business alignment mentor. She helps rising leaders elevate their impact while trading stress, overwhelm, and burnout for joy, ease, and flow. With an intimate understanding of how each individual's energy is designed to thrive, Bria empowers her clients to make confident, aligned decisions leverage their energetic gifts, and finally leave the hustle behind like, yes, please sign me up. Like acupuncture for your biz minus the needles, Bria's chart readings, coaching sessions, and extended mentorships are the energetic tune-ups every entrepreneur needs to sustain aligned momentum and support their next level of success. Oh my God, you I just learned so much and really vibed with Bria. I know you're all going to love this episode. We chat using your design to elevate your business, working in alignment with your purpose and human design chart. And if for you, for those of you who don't understand what human design is, we obviously talk all about that too. You're going to want to tune into every single second of this episode. We also chat overcoming the fear and stress of starting a business and so much more. So with all of that being said, Let's dive into the episode and maybe take some notes too because there's a lot to take in. Okay, here we go. Welcome back for season two of Newland Nutrition. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, founder of WooGirl Wellness and certified holistic nutritionist. This podcast shares the burning questions that you want answered from health and wellness professionals who make a living doing what they love. We dive deep into the world of entrepreneurship and in this season, we are focusing on the fear and uncertainty that comes with the roller coaster that is building your own business. All it takes is belief, confidence, and taking action. Thanks for joining me today as a resource to get your wellness business up and running. And make sure to subscribe to the Newly Nutrition monthly newsletter for extra resources and exclusive community events with motivated people just like you. Here we go. Bria, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast of newly nutrition. This is actually a season two episode. I just closed out season one. So it's pretty exciting. You will be the first episode for season two. I'm so excited to have you on today and talk all things human design. I don't know much about it, to be completely honest. The first time I heard about it was through a colleague in nutrition school, and they were like, you don't know about human design? And I'm like, no, what is it? And I found out I was a generator, and that's pretty much where my journey ended with that. So can you please introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what you do and how long you've been a coach for?
1: Yeah, amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to introduce new people to human design. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, I am a human design guide and a business alignment mentor. And I basically help mostly entrepreneurs, not always, but mostly entrepreneurs um, really kind of elevate the impact they have and trade in like that stress, hustle, burnout for more ease, um, joy, and flow by really just like leveraging their natural energy and um taking advantage of that rather than trying to like push themselves into a box or um a way of being and you know all the shoulds that ends up making us feel worse about ourselves and pushing instead of finding that flow. So
0: wow, that's so cool. I'm like yes, please sign me up. <laughs> I just started my entrepreneurial journey a year ago and yeah, it's been a roller coaster, and I definitely resonated with you when you said taking all of the like hustle and the burnout and the stress out of the – it takes the fun out of it, of building your own business. And you know, you get into entrepreneurship to build something that you've been dreaming of forever, and it definitely can feel really suffocating and toxic and like sucking the life out of you at times. So I am so excited for this conversation. So do you – coach um so you coach like individuals can you talk more about well how did you even get into this
1: yeah so um this is probably like my third or fourth business iteration i guess love it um and i heard about human design i want to say like almost 4 years ago now in a business mastermind that i was in with my previous business which was more along the lines of like brand strategy graphic design website design all of that um and when i first heard of it i was like oh well, this thing is weird like what is this and at that time there was no like instagram influencers with human design and there was there wasn't a lot of like accessible information out there so um when i first saw it i was totally confused the language didn't make any sense and then i kind of like shut the tab and ignored it for you know another couple years um but at that time that was kind of like right when i was really starting to go through this second like business burnout i guess and going into like depression and had like mental health struggles um you know, as can be common with entrepreneurship, especially when we don't have our mindset um, and all of our other stuff in check, it just kind of brings everything else out. So um, I ended up actually shortly after that, completely shutting down my business and sort of like taking a hiatus for, I want to say like almost a year and a half and just kind of like dabbling here and there. Um, And then I found human design again and kind of reconnected it through somebody else I'd actually known from that mastermind. And as I started to kind of understand it a little bit deeper and learn some more from her and learn some more from elsewhere on the internet and kind of actually experiment with it, I started to feel so much relief um, from a lot of my perfectionism and procrastination and things like that, that plague a lot of us entrepreneurs. And I, just started to like see and experience like physically some shifts and really kind of just allowed myself to go down that rabbit hole.
0: Love that. So what did you do before you started your entrepreneurial journey of brand and marketing?
1: Yeah. So that was the branding marketing side of things was like my second business. And previous to that, like I went to school for fashion design, so I have a degree in fashion nice. design. So I've done like a complete 180 since then, <laughs> and I was very much your like type A, super structured, need to get like straight A's at school kind of um, people pleasing type of person essentially. Um, and I had, you know, a job in the fashion design industry, and I just like had a really terrible boss. So Mm -hmm. it was a bad experience. I didn't hate what I was doing, but the environment was so terrible to be in that I was getting like migraines every day and like popping like Advil and Tylenol like it was candy. (laughs) Um, And just, you know, my body was giving me all these signs that like, this is not right for you at all. But I had no idea like what any of that meant at the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Just
1: really not aware of like, you know, as I think, people are more and more now, like what your body is trying to tell you. Um, So rather than like kind of look into that deeper, I was just like, okay, well, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to do something else. And I decided to launch an online magazine. So I launched a digital magazine that was about like fashion and lifestyle and it was a super cool experience, but it was not a sustainable business. And at the time, like I knew nothing about business. I didn't go to school for business. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. Um, I just liked making like pretty things. I love writing. I love designing. And um, so that's kind of, I just like jumped in blindly, I think. Um, and through that experience, I went through like my first burnout and had to like you know I'm like this thing I'm trying to put out these like monthly issues of this magazine and it's everyone thinks I have this team of like five or six people and it's just me trying to do all of this and I was working like 14 hour days like seven days a week and I mean that's like a crazy person but it's actually not that uncommon in the entrepreneur space and I think that's something that we really need to like really work on dismantling and getting away from because it's very damaging physically and mentally.
0: Oh, absolutely agree with that. And I'm sure from your experience of burnout, you can really help your clients even more because you've gone yeah. through it and you can speak directly to what they're going through.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm my friends and uh, clients call me the rest police. so. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yes, I'll wear that crown proudly.
0: <laughs> okay, I need you in my life because yeah, I'm always about more rest and self-care. Okay, yeah. so okay, so let's talk about human design and let's just what is human design for anyone who's never heard of it before?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, my favorite way to explain human design at like a super simple level is it's essentially the science and art of the aura and I say like art because there's maybe an art to like reading charts and telling a story but it essentially is comprised of like sciences ancient and modern sciences and um to explain like the aura in a more kind of tangible type of way it's our energy body and so we just like we have like a physical body we also have an energy body uh, where we are taking in information from the world around us. And it's kind of like that thing where, you know, you're in a room and someone enters the room, but you don't hear them, but you have that sense that like someone's looking at you and you turn mm-hmm. around and sure enough, there someone is. So that's like your aura and their aura or our personal energy fields communicating. Um, and human design is this compilation or synthesis of about five different um, modalities or sciences, whatever you want to call it. So we've got the, um, Hindu Brahmin chakra system. So if anyone's familiar with yoga, they'll understand the, uh, seven chakras in that system, but human design actually works with nine chakras. Um, mm-hmm. and then we've got astrology. So like the typical, like Western astrology, um, we have the, um, Chinese I Ching, and the Kabbalah tree of life and then we've got stuff like quantum physics quantum mechanics so basically this guy had this big like download or he channeled this system it's not like these are new modalities he just put them together in a unique or not seen before kind of way and so what this gives us because you know you calculate your human design chart and you'll see this crazy what they call body graph with like shapes and lines and colors and white and black and red and all of these things. And you're like, what the heck is this? So essentially what you're looking at is this blueprint of how your energy thrives and how you interact with the world. Um, And so I always like to tell people like how you can benefit from human design is, you know, when you understand your chart or when you have a reading, you'll be shown a lot of things like your natural gifts, what is true for you versus what is like taking on conditioning. Um, You'll uncover your inner guidance system, how you're meant to make decisions, um, where you're susceptible to conditioning, and also how you're empathic. Um, We've got a lot of information around how to kind of manage your energy flow, how to avoid burnout, how to avoid illness. And then also we can learn a lot about like family and relationship dynamics and really how to know when you're on the right path um, or on the wrong path and how to course correct.
0: Oh, amazing. So has human design been around, is it like a newer kind of thing
1: or has it always been? Yeah. So, I mean, in relation to like some of the more ancient systems that it's synthesized from, it's fairly new. Um, I believe it was channeled in 1987 by, um, a Canadian guy named, well, his name was Michael. I think it was Michael, but he changed (laughs) his name to Ra Uruhu, which is a little wild. You probably like, if you look up human design, you've probably seen his name floating around there. I kind of just like to call him Ra Ra. Um, (laughs) but he had like a bit of a like downer kind of tone of voice
0: okay um
1: in talking about things like kind of cynical so I think it's so great that we have so many um people kind of bringing this system into a more like modern and accessible language that's a bit more empowering
0: mm-hmm. yes and so when you work with your clients do you offer like a three-month package or is it like one-on-one sessions how do you serve your clients
1: So I have a lot of clients that will come to me for um, just like a one-off reading. So I usually do like 90 minute readings and that's like really more informational where I'm really just breaking down a bunch of elements in their chart and actually showing them how they can live as whatever energy type they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we kind of get into like their different gifts, their personality, all of these things that we can see through the chart and whatever... Um, potential challenges or situations they'd like to kind of see through a human design lens. Um, I also do one-off coaching sessions that I call unblock your biz sessions. And that's like perfect for the person who's kind of newer or starting out or has like one specific thing that they really want to like move through and maybe they're Mm -hmm. stuck or having a lack of momentum or have hit a plateau and they just need some help kind of shifting things and finding a way forward that feels aligned and feels good to them. Um, I also, I don't really advertise it. Um, but I, at least not yet just because I've been kind of trying to manage my energy well, but Mm -hmm. I also do offer like three to six month mentorships. So, you know, especially for maybe a more established business owner Or somebody who's really wanting to like integrate um, the aspects of their chart into their business and into how they show up on a day-to-day basis. That's a little bit more of like me really kind of nerding out on your chart, getting to know all the ins and outs and really kind of helping pinpoint where you can make some tweaks and sort of like supporting you along that journey. I kind of like to think of it as like, acupuncture for your business or like chiropractor for your business so once a month kind of having that energetic tune-up
0: love that so much I know so many people that could benefit from that seriously Mm -hmm. so wow that sounds amazing and even just having that like 90 minute session to really dissect where you're at in your business I feel like that could be so beneficial
1: yeah 100% yeah it's nice to just you know get somebody as I somebody else's eyes on your stuff and then see it from the energetic lens and really with human design be able to a have like self-compassion for where you're at but also have a deeper understanding of why you do things the way you do and how to actually leverage that
0: Ooh, okay can you give us an example
1: yeah so let me see for example okay so I'll give an example of a close friend of mine, a business friend, um, and we both have, there's something in human design called profiles, which is often like can kind of translate to the personality that you, or character that you bring to the world. And in business, it's often sort of like how you show up as your brand or like your brand persona and how people perceive you. And so both of us have um, the two, four profile. It's always like a number slash another number. And the four in profiles, the four line is really all about like networking, community, um, connection. And when it comes to business, it's really unlikely for somebody to buy from you or to like, I guess, like purchase anything that you're selling unless they feel they have an intimate connection with you. So these are the people who are going to really like um, gain. Clients through like friends of friends or through referrals and things like that. So, there's ways that we can like leverage that in someone's business or someone's marketing plan. So, for Mm -hmm. example, like for this friend, she was, you know, coming at this launch from a place of, okay, these are the numbers I need to hit because, you know, that will give me the right conversion rate and blah, blah, blah. But she was really feeling stressed out and heavy and like almost resistant to showing up for this launch. And And as we were like looking through things, we're like, you know what, like you're approaching it from this like numbers base, like I have to hit these numbers, but your zone of genius is approaching things from a, like, how many people can I connect with and how many people can I impact, which also shows up in other areas of her chart. So not just the four line. Um, And so for her kind of integrating strategies that allow her to deepen her connection with people and let people into her life and her business in a way that feels like they're in her inner circle is super, um, is a super great strategy for her. That's not only going to feel good, but will make her more magnetic. And so I have a strategy in my business, like for marketing where, you know, it's fun for me and I'm excited about it, but it also gives people an opportunity to connect. And that's, Mm -hmm. You know, when people download my freebie, I also put in my little email that sends out like, hey, feel free to send me a screenshot of your chart and I will tell you something special about it. And so, yeah, right. It's super cool. You know, a big business strategist may say, oh, that's not sustainable. Um, But there are ways to make it sustainable. And at this point for me, it's still a way for me to connect deeply with somebody very quickly and for us to develop that sort of intimacy that would be necessary for them to move forward with me. And that's actually, you know, I would say at least 50% of my readings are booked through that kind of interaction.
0: That is amazing. And you just figured all of this out via your human design chart.
1: I mean, yeah, some of it was like, oh, I'm like looking at my human design chart, but other things it's like, people don't realize how much they're showing up in alignment Already without Mm -hmm. actually knowing it. And so once you know it, it just gives you more opportunity to leverage it and really lean into those areas. Because a lot of people think that, you know, there's all of these things that they think they should be doing or ways that they are naturally being that they feel maybe bad about or that, oh, that's not the right way to do it because that's not Mm -hmm. what like so and so business guru says. Um, and then they're really hard on themselves for that when actually, those places tend to be like your superpowers and your areas of magic. And so if we can like accept those and really leverage them, then we're going to be so much more magnetic to the right people.
0: That is amazing, okay. So <laughs> okay. so I'm a generator, right? Yes, oh, okay. you are. Yeah. Could we maybe just talk about, like, what maybe like strengths that you have seen in my chart or anything like that, or if you've even looked at it or any- Yeah, I've got it beside me, so. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Okay, okay. So anything you want to (laughs) share?
1: Okay, yeah. So, you know, as a generator, just a generator in general, you're going to be somebody who is- very equipped to inspire, uplift, and motivate others. There's just something about a generator that's aligned that gives off this sparkly, motivating, uplifting energy, and it will spill out of you into everyone else around you when you are lit up. And, I mean, as an example of that, like, it will create energy in your body. So for me, like, doing readings, doing podcast interviews, these things light me up so much and create so much energy for me that literally, like, you know, 10 minutes before our call, I was like lying on the couch, like feeling like I'm bu- I'm about to pass out because I'm so tired. <laughs> and then, you know, within 10 minutes on our call, I'm like buzzing. I'm like, I could go all night. So <laughs> I can't do these kinds of things late in the day, or I will not sleep at night unless I find a way to like, you know, move that energy out of my body. Um, Now for you, something special about your chart that, you know, I don't, See, it's it's less um, less common is that you have a defined head center. So the top center in your chart is colored in, and I would say don't quote me on the percentages here, but maybe about like thirty percent of people have that. So it's a little more rare. And what this basically gives you is this constant stream of inspiration constant stream of (laughs) downloads ideas like you are a idea generating machine and you don't require other people's energy to do that so you're a great person to be like brainstorming with and you know you can give ideas and new perspectives to other people um but you Also have these gifts of like unique insights and downloads that you receive that are kind of like ahead of your time. And the key with this, you are meant to share them, but you're meant to really wait until you feel like you're in the right company, so to speak until you're with like the right people, because if you share these sort of unique insights, like things that you see about the world that like no one else really views it that way, or you don't Mm -hmm. feel like people view it the same. When you share those with the right people who like get you and who invite that insight, they're going to think you're a genius. (laughs) Um, But when you share it with people who are like not your people, like, you know, those people, they're not your people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be like, one like she's so weird. Like what <laughs> is she talking about, right? They're just not going to get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is so, amazing. Oh my god. That's a really cool that's a really cool part of the chart. It's, it's called the freak to genius channel. Um yeah. and that's why it's because people will think you're weird if you're not in the company of the right people when you share and if if it's not the right timing. So you kind of have to like hold off and wait for the right timing before mm-hmm. you share your like amazing insights. I
0: find that so relevant like there's absolutely something that I'm thinking about right now that I know what you're talking about like there's this one topic I love to talk on all the time but it's not for everyone and I've realized yeah yeah
1: yeah so keep those for like you know when you sense that yeah this is one of my people that's when you want to share those and people will get so on board with it um I would also say which really applies to like What you're doing in the wellness world is your undefined spleen. So the spleen center, and when I say undefined, I mean that it is white in your chart. And this is one of the energy centers. Now, the spleen center in human design is where our core survival instincts live and core survival fears, and also like our intuition, that instinctual animal intuition that we have. And it's, you know, the most kind of primal or ancient um, energy center in the body. And when it's undefined, you are really given sort of a sensitivity to the immune systems and health and well-being of other people. Hmm. Um, So not only do you have a sensitive immune system where you can really like see early on when you're getting sick or when something's off in your body, but you can also pick up on that intuitively in others. So for the work you do in like health coaching, that mm-hmm. is a huge <laughs> asset.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That is so cool. So I know we kind of talked briefly about, or is there anything else you want to share before we?
1: Um. um I connect. think those are some like main ones that I'm seeing sticky note but it's funny because I've had I think two or three readings this week yeah two readings this week and you're the third person who's had the same like gate or channel in one of their top energies and it's sort of this energy of like revolution and um kind of like sticking to your ideals and principles that you have for the world and sort of this like idealistic view of the world in, and what you uh, want to bring forward in terms of like elevating the, I would say like spiritual, physical, material health of the planet. And it's just, it's so interesting. I'm always seeing like the same themes repeating with people who come to me, like in a same similar time period
0: how funny yeah it's so So, neat so in terms of applying human design to your business let's talk about the overwhelm and the stress and the burnout and how to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves without burning out you know it's so hard as an entrepreneur to not go a million miles an hour as I'm sure you can relate to so Can you talk on how we can utilize our human design to maybe read the chart and understand like, wait, like maybe I should only work four hours a day and accept that or anything you want to share on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, there's definitely some key places to look in the chart when you're thinking about like physical energy. Um, the potential for burnout, and just like energy flow, energy management in general. And so those are the four motor centers in the chart. So motor centers in your chart are energy centers that create energy in the body. So we have the sacral center. And if you are a MG or a generator, so manifesting generator or generator, you automatically have the sacral center center defined that's what gives you that generator engine so to speak that's like a sustainable engine for like doing and working and creating um and that's the most sustainable motor center in the chart we've also got the root center which is where our adrenaline like stress cortisol that sort of like drive and fuel um, that keeps us going is located and then we've got the emotional center. So emotional energy, cause you know, like you know, when you're really pissed off and you start like rage cleaning the house, yeah. like that's that emotional energy that can like fuel you, right? It, it can also fuel a lot of creativity and things like that too when we go through those ups and downs. Um, and then we've also got the heart center, which is where our willpower. Um, and motivation to achieve in the material world lives but also where our self-worth is found so in terms of like looking at your how to manage your energy and burnout you first want to see okay am i somebody who has a defined sacral so if you're a generator or an mg you have that defined sacral if you're a projector or a reflector or a manifester you will not have a defined sacral center And that automatically kind of tips us off that you are not somebody who is going to um, manage well in a job or position where you are on like eight hours a day. It's just not going to go well for you. Um, You won't have that sustainable energy to carry you through those like longer um, periods of work where it's like consistent from day to day. Mm -hmm. um so for those people the reflector can be a little bit different that's a that's a different story just because they can take on so many different energies but essentially all of those people are not meant to hold that kind of energy in their body at all times so they may tap into a generator or an mgs energy um like going to a coffee shop to work and get that buzz to really like power through something, but then they need to step out of that and like clear their energy and come back to like their home, home frequency, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, Now there's also those three other energy centers. So the sacral is like our main sustainable energy for work, but we've also got the root center. That's very like, you know, it's adrenals based. So that's where you're going to find that stress, that fight or flight, that cortisol um, pumping adrenaline to fuel you. And it's basically like the more motor centers you have, the more energy you're going to have that sustains you probably like you're going to be one of those people who is like, go, 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 just because Mm -hmm. you've got so much energy in your body um if you don't though you really want to like look at okay which centers do I have which centers do I not have and how can I like work with those in a way that isn't going to burn me out because let's say me as a generator and you as well we both have the sacral and we both have the root center and they're connected we actually have the same channel and what happens in this case, the way they're connected is we have this sort of like on off pulse of energy that's basically fueling our sacral. So that on off pulse of adrenaline is fueling our sacral to kind of like back it up and be like, okay, yeah, you can go and do this thing. But we may not always have that on. So that's sort of our cue to like step back and rest. And another key area to look at within that sort of dynamic is the heart center. Now, you and I both have the heart center undefined or white, which means that we have inconsistent motivation. So here's the thing is if we say yes to something that our sacral or our authority is not on board with, and it's kind of saying like, okay, like we said, no, but you're going to do it anyways, but we're not going to back you up on this. That means that we are over-relying on the root center mm-hmm. and trying to power through with this willpower that we don't actually have consistent access to. So what happens is that we're pedal to the metal on our adrenaline and then we end up burning out. That's where we're getting adrenal fatigue. Um, for In my case, like all the way through to adrenal deficiency um, where, like, my cortisol was flatlined. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, lucky for you, you have that undefined spleen, which will t- kind of tell you, like, okay, um, you know, I sense myself getting sick. It might be time to pull back. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, I have that center defined. And so I have a strong immune system, but I don't always realize you know, when I'm crossing that line, so to speak, which means that once I crash, I'm crashing hard. And it's like kind of past the point of no return at that, in that situation. Um, So for people who don't have the energy center, some of these motor centers defined, they're really going to want to like intentionally plug in and out of other people's energy when they feel like they need to get something done, but also not praise themselves for being really on or really productive in those times, because that's not what they're here to do. Mm -hmm. They're here to like, like, for example, a projector is here to guide. They're not here to like, you know, put a lot of effort and output into things. They're supposed to have people come to them, ask them for guidance. They give their guidance and then they're like, okay, see ya, like I'm going to go rest now.
0: Okay. Okay. So much good information. What about the topic of like financial mindset and uh-huh. the struggle of so when you're starting a business and not getting so down on yourself for you know for example for me I came from a corporate full-time job I was making a really good salary mm-hmm. you know flash forward I'm I'm an entrepreneur building my own business obviously it's not the same salary when you're starting out. Right. So how do you, and and it's really hard. I mean, it's hard to, you know, it's a lot of confidence to be like, I'm doing the right thing. Obviously you're following your passion and it's so worth it. But when you are just starting out, obviously you're not making that, you know, six figure income that you were making before. And what advice do you have to handle that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things that, I think are important to look at is just to kind of note that usually when you're working in a corporate job, but it's like not really what you want to be doing, you're like, yeah, okay. Like I'm, I'm making the money, like it's fine, whatever. But your like you said, your heart and soul is not in necessarily into that. So you're not attaching so much of your like personal worth to that work. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, I think, a huge problem that like we as women and also just in general in society have an issue with is attaching our value and our self-worth to what we produce and what we um, get out of that, which is usually like that financial compensation. And that's somewhere where you can look to the heart center as well, because funny enough, the heart center is... You know, it's our willpower and motivation to achieve in the material world. So that's money, that's impact, that's fame, that's influence, whatever. Um, But it's also where our self-worth lives. And those two things are not really, you know, meant to be tied to each other. And so for people with an undefined heart, there's definitely a journey of learning um, to separate your worth from your work. And I mean that's a big lesson for everyone but more so for those who have an undefined heart center because you're constantly you know feeling this need to prove yourself to prove that you're valuable and when you're not receiving that financial compensation right away then that starts to chip away at the self-worth piece of it especially if you know maybe had some self-worth issues prior that we're just sort of like lying dormant under the rug. And I think a lot of people don't quite make the connection all the time between like perfectionism and so forth, people-pleasing and so forth. It's all ways that we try to show and prove how valuable we are.
0: Yes, I so agree with everything you just said. And that is such a good point to make sure that when you are starting a business, the number of your paycheck does not define the value that you're bringing or, you know, who you are on the day to day. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much for saying that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think human design can really help because it really does illuminate all of these qualities about you that are truly gifts for you to bring out and that really do bring value to the world in a non-monetary fashion. Mm -hmm. And they're often things that you wouldn't have necessarily been praised for as a child whereas often as like children and through school like it's all based on like what you can create what you can produce how like what grades you get there's always some sort of like clear okay you do this and this and this and then this is the result you get and yay well done good job you and that's when you like feel good about yourself Uh, but when you enter into entrepreneurship there's no one telling you what to do and how to get that gold star so we start to look for that validation in the financial aspect of things and it's funny because you know that we start to feel worse and worse about the financial situation um, as it's so tied to our worth and then we feel worse about ourselves and when we're in that mode of energy like that energy behind our actions that's when we start to like Give off that desperate vibe, so clients are picking up on that whether they're conscious of it or not. But I, I did a post a while ago, and it was like one of my favorite things. It's just like I'm not going to make more money when you know I can't I can't feel or wait to feel good for when I wait. Sorry, I'm going to start this again. I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to um, feel good when i make more money i'm gonna make more money when i feel good and so it's kind of like we have to flip the switch a little bit and Mm -hmm. be like okay like how do i feel when i make money how do i feel when i'm on top of my game how do i feel when um you know i'm doing really good fulfilling work and i'm like proud of what i'm putting out there and also when i'm having fun And that's what translates into being in that magnetic state that people want to be around you. People want to, um, you know, purchase whatever it is that you're selling because they just want to be in your energy. And I think people don't always see the connection. It it can be hard to see the connection that like your, the energy behind your actions is so much more important than the actions themselves. Hmm.
0: yes I love that you just said that it's like being in that abundance mindset versus the lack mindset and focusing on you know positive things because where yeah. positivity is energy flows right
1: totally well and also like we don't need to go from like zero to abundance if that doesn't feel realistic in our brains and I think there's sort of this weird area with like affirmations Mm -hmm. where people are trying to use these affirmations and they're not working because the affirmations are not believable. So I always like with clients to like, bring it back like several steps and let's find something, a new thought that's actually believable to you. Because if you keep telling yourself like, I'm abundant, when all you see is like, you know, a big red, like negative sign in your (laughs) bank account, your brain is not going to get on board with that. And so you're just going to keep feeling actually even worse because you're so far removed from that I am abundant affirmation. So we need to pick something a little bit more achievable um, that our brain can get on board with.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. It's very holistic, like looking at that, you know, it's like, let's be realistic here. Let's be, look at the whole picture, you know, Mm -hmm. let's be, yeah, just not just be real. I mean, I love that. Yeah. So, okay. This, I don't really know how to ask this question because I don't really, I keep seeing things like being an empath and all of that. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? And is that related to human design?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I actually love this like question, -question. (laughs) non-question. I feel like I have so much to say in this area because the term like empath, and, like, highly sensitive person, and ob- those have, like, some slight variations in meaning and whatever. But the term empath is essentially, like, you feel other people's emotions. At least that's Got how it. we know it to be um, in, like, a general sense of the word. It's usually associated with, oh, I feel other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. um. However, in human design, like you can be empathic in many different areas. You can like really emotions are just energy in motion. And so there's all other places where we can feel energy and experience someone's energy and take it on as our own. Um, And so I find like actually some people who feel that they are um, emotionally empathic, aren't even actually picking up other people's emotions, but they might be picking up other people's fears or other people's doubts or other people's um, point of view or sense of identity or whatever. And I mean, we just take things in as like, oh, I feel this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think sometimes these terms like highly sensitive and empath, while they can be super empowering, they can also be disempowering because people will kind of go too far on that side of like, well, I can't be around people because, you know, it's draining and it's just too much for me. When really, like, often that's like part of your gift and it's just about managing and understanding and having awareness of what energy is yours and what isn't and how to flush it out of your system when it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So like so not- for example – oh, sorry um, – for example, when I said you are you have that like ability to pick up on other people's immune systems and their well-being, well in human design we call this medically empathic. Okay. So you are picking up on, you know, stuff from the spleen which is connected to that immune system or to the lymphatic system and things like that. So that kind of medically empathic or like empathic to people's well-being. And it's also like empathic to people's core survival fears. Mm -hmm. So like that fear of being inadequate or the fear of things being imperfect or fear of failure, all of these sorts of things. Um, Whereas like somebody like me, I do have an undefined emotional center. My solar Mm -hmm. plexus is white. So that means I actually am emotionally empathic and I pick up people's emotions like, I could be like a sponge, but I have to learn to let things kind of flow through me almost like a sieve rather than being like a sponge or a bucket. Got it.
0: Okay. And is that what my chart said as well? Because didn't we have a similar one?
1: So you have um, emotional definition, which makes you actually defined in your solar plexus. So your solar plexus is colored in. So you actually have emotional energy running through your body at all Mm -hmm. times without any external stimulus. So you're actually somebody who's emitting emotional energy into the world that somebody like me might pick up. And so let's say like you're feeling irritated at a level like two out of 10 (laughs) and you walk into the room where I am and on my own, I'm cool, calm, collected when I'm not picking up other people's energy or when I don't have, like, stuff in my mind that's creating feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, if you walked into the room in that state, I might all of a sudden feel that irritation, think it's mine, but feel it on a level 5 out of 10 wow. because it's amplified. So that's when we get some really interesting relationship dynamics and family dynamics where, you know, people are, like, bouncing off the walls emotionally or in other areas or... Mm-hmm. Um, or where we get like into big fights due to differing opinions and things like that, because we're picking up and amplifying other people's emotion or being the ones who are emitting that emotion and neither person is wrong. It's just Mm -hmm. having awareness of like what you give off into the world and what you pick up.
0: I am literally thinking about my family right now and Yes, I think that is so relevant to especially family members or just like your friends or mm-hmm. even your partner, you know, it's yep. like, I, I yeah, it's, it's all connected right now.
1: Yeah. Well, for those of us who live in apartments, especially or anyone, I mean, through the pandemic, we're mm-hmm. all in close, close quarters. So it's likely you're almost always in someone else's energy. you know, it even could be the person in the apartment beside you. If your two bedrooms like back onto each other sort of, and your beds are right there, um, you could be picking up on someone else's aura. So, so
0: how would you protect your energy if you will? Yeah. Or yeah.
1: So, I mean, personally, I don't do a ton of like say energy protection things. And I think that's just having developed some like of my own tools and awareness around really being tuned into my body. What's mine. Mm-hmm. I really practice more maybe like energy releasing tools. Okay. Um, so being in water, like having a shower, or taking a salt bath or whatever, that's an excellent way to, um, to clear energy. But also, you know, sometimes it's just like getting outside and going for a walk. Yeah, and like getting really getting out of somebody else's energy is really key. But you can like to protect yourself. I'm I'm sure there's like a million ways that someone can Google like online of how to protect my energy. Um, but often, like a really common one is just before you enter an interaction, especially if you're maybe like anxious about how that might go down, mm-hmm. um, or you know before you get on a call, say with like a group coaching session or something and you want to protect yourself or protect others from like maybe what's going on with you is to just imagine yourself being enveloped in like white light like creating that like physical like bubble mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. with that white light and just really kind of envisioning that zipping it up and that's sort of a That's a really, like, simple, common protection thing that you can do anywhere at any time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely heard of that one before. Can we talk about manifesting and Mm -hmm. if there's certain ways to manifest certain things in your life for each um, human design person?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so in general, with the whole, like, idea of manifestation, creating, like, calling things towards you, bringing things into being. Um, there's one place that we always look to in the chart, and this is regardless of what energy type you are. So mm-hmm. um, I, I usually get people to do their chart at mybodygraph.com because it's okay. one of the um, less ugly looking ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a spot you can go to on that called, that's mybodygraphs with an S. Um, and that will show you these four arrows that flank the sides of your head in the body graph. Um, now the one on the bottom on the far right, yeah, the far right, far right bottom arrow is the arrow that we look at for like manifestation and kind of creating things with your brain, so to speak. Um, now if your arrow points to the right, that's what we would call a non-specific manifester. If it points to the left, we would call you a specific manifester. So for you, your arrow points to the left. So you would be a specific manifester. So what I would, you know, if we were in a reading, what I would tell you to do is to get very specific about what it is that you want and what you want that to look like. Like It's almost like putting in your order with Amazon, Like the Amazon of the universe. (laughs) Yeah, You're like, all right, like I want this couch and I want it to be this color and this fabric. And like, this is how much I want to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. And you want to get super, super specific. Now, if you were a non-specific manifester like me, it would be less about the specific details of the couch and more about like why I want a new couch and how I want to feel and also being open to uh, being surprised and receiving something better than I might be able to imagine at this point. So, the universe will love to deliver something surprising or maybe different than what you thought to mm-hmm. a non-specific manifester and to a specific manifester, it's almost like when you set those details, you're committing your like you're kind of making this commitment that like I'm worth that. Like, okay. you know, this is what I want and I'm not going to settle for less. Love that. And then you kind of like wait in trust. Whereas our non specifics would be like, I'm waiting like open palmed to the universe to see what it's going to bring to me to make me feel this certain way.
0: Got it. Okay. So in terms of business and for my chart and my energy mm-hmm. type, what I like, let's say I'm launching a program. And I want to make a certain amount of uh, money. I want to have a launch, right? And yeah. so, should I be like, I want to make X amount for this launch?
1: Yeah. Basically. Okay. So just be, you super be like, this specific. is my exact number I want to make. You want to know why you want to make that? Okay. Like you want to have <laughs> some good reasoning. Like don't just pull it out of your butt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like. <laughs> Um, you know, get really clear on what that number is going to allow you to accomplish mm-hmm. or what that, how that number is going to make you feel. And just because you're specific doesn't mean you don't focus on like the feelings. It's just, right. you want to get really specific with that. You want to also get specific with like the types of people that you want to call in and Love how that. many, how much energetic space you can hold. So how many spots do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, what those people, you know, how you want those people to feel entering the program and leaving the program, all of the details that you could think of, um, from like an experiential point of view and a specifics of like numbers, dollars, cents, that kind of thing. Um, you want to get clear on those, anything that's like, okay, this is what I'm going for and I'm not going to like settle for less. But then Mm -hmm. as you're going through your process, You really got to make sure that you are embodying, you know, the emotions, the way of being of that person who is accomplishing that thing Mm -hmm. and also kind of like detaching, detaching it from your worth. Your worth has to stay like way up here and we can't be questioning that. Otherwise, you know, maybe you're not at that point where you can energetically receive that some, or that amount of people.
0: That makes sense. And I feel like that's just really smart to do in your business anyways, to embody or think about your ideal client,
1: right? I mean, that's just a good
0: strategy in general.
1: Of course, yeah. And you can definitely like, you know, when you're creating content, when you are dreaming up programs, whatever, like you definitely want to have that ideal client in mind Mm -hmm. and be, you know, really cognizant of You know how you want to show up for that client and how you want those people to feel when they interact with not only you, but your content, with your programs, whatever, and what your intention is behind that.
0: Love that so much. Are these the kinds of things that you talk about in your coaching? Yeah.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) we'll get like, you know, more nitty gritty with, you know, people's like there's so many deeper layers. Like there's like layers and layers under the arrows that Mm -hmm. we mostly like don't even see. Um, And then all of these different ways. And it's really kind of like helping people as they move through the actions or when they find like a stumbling block. Okay. Let's, let's realign and tweak it. And like, that's one of my gifts in human design is being able to pinpoint where you know, the one thing that's out of alignment is, and Mm -hmm. let's, okay, fix that, tweak it, and bring you back up to a place of alignment. So that as you move forward, and as you take actions, you're doing so from a place that is most natural, most useful for you. Mm -hmm. And you're not getting, um, you know, wrapped up in those shoulds and the, the brain spirals that our minds love to do, like you know, the mind gymnastics. So oh, to speak.
0: absolutely. Well, that sounds amazing. Oh my God. Sign me up. <laughs> um, okay. How do you know if you are unaligned with your business or anything that you can look out for?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I love this question. So in general, um, there are some key signs that we can look out for for any type, but then we also have like some really specific indicators for each of the energy types. So in general, when you're out of alignment, things are going to feel stuck. They're going to feel stagnant, maybe uninspired. Um, You're likely trying to prove your worth and that's the energy behind your actions. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to see like, you know, being sick, burnt out, always exhausted. Um, Maybe projects and business endeavors are flopping um, or you're not even following through on commitments or you've made commitments and then regret them and feel resentful lots of operating from a place of shoulds Um, for specifically each of the types so we've got our five types we've got manifestors generators manifesting generators which are a hybrid of the first two and then projectors and reflectors so I'll kind of go through each one's um, I guess cues the like emotional or energetic cues that you're out of alignment or off track So for our manifestors, the, what human design will call your not self theme, which is that cue that you're out of alignment is anger. And this is not necessarily like raging, although it could be, but often it's like irritation, annoyance, or like feeling like you have no autonomy or everyone's telling you what to do. Like you're being controlled. Mm -hmm. Like you are not at peace to just like create and do your thing. Um, now, manifestors in this kind of state will often, like, some of the triggers for this would be, like, seeking permission and validation rather than just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be, you know, being deliberately secretive because they're worried about people telling them what to do. Um, also addicted to, like, busyness and hustle and letting, like, outside opinions really kind of dampen their enthusiasm. Um And even also, like, they'll get these, like, usually illogical urges, like things that just don't make sense, but they feel this urge in their body that's, like, propelling them forward to take action. And when they are in a misaligned state, they might be squashing out those urges and completely ignoring them or not giving themselves any space to actually act on them. Um, For generators, like you and I, it's going to be frustration, And so I'm sure you are familiar with the feeling of frustration. It's like that blah, heavy, like tired, stalled and stuck and like really kind of lacking that inspiration and excitement that we need to kind of move forward and keep that momentum going. Um, And for generators, like this looks like being disconnected from your body. Um, really kind of attempting to control outcomes and clinging to those step-by-step plans and like really trying to make stuff happen. Um, We also can see a lot of like resentment towards people or commitments, like I said before. Um, Struggling to say no is a big one and like kind of the flip side of that is also like feeling validated by putting your needs um, aside to help others And kind of playing that like martyr role and then wondering like why people aren't more grateful. Um, Now this like, this can happen with everyone, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. generators struggle with like putting their own needs aside to serve somebody else. Okay. Um, For manifesting generators, it is a combination of those first two. But in addition to that stuckness of generators and that irritation of manifestors, it's kind of like people are trying to slow you down you feel held back or like you are being kind of pushed into a box and just don't have that freedom to kind of like go your own way and play and be creative. Um, For them, you know, a lot of the same things of the first two, but being impatient with themselves and other people, that's a big one. Um, Again, attempting to control outcomes or like really being grippy with plans. Um, We've got like, again, that addictedness to, um, busyness, hustle, like really kind of over scheduling themselves. So they have no white place to explore all of their passions and also like forcing themselves to finish things that they're not lit up by anymore. That's Mm -hmm. a big one for manifesting generators. Um, now our last two projectors and reflectors. So projectors will feel bitter And this bitterness feels like resentment. It's a lot of like holding on to inner hurts or past things that have happened, really looking at like what everyone else is doing wrong and feeling like everyone else is at fault. The world isn't fair. um, No one gets me, that kind of thing. Um, They will often be giving unsolicited advice and just kind of inserting themselves wherever they like have an opinion without actually waiting to be invited to give that opinion. Um, they're likely going to be struggling to achieve a material level of success or even like an energetic level of success and really be like exhausted, burnt out, um, grumbling about everyone's mistakes. And then finally, we have reflectors, which are so different from all the other types in that they have no energy centers colored in. So they're like one big open like sieve that can take in and really reflect energy back outwards. Um, So when they're not in alignment, they're going to feel really disappointed, um, very like heavy and like there's unmet expectations or hopes and kind of this like general like sadness with the reality, like life isn't all like that they thought it would be essentially. And we see this a lot when reflectors are really kind of clinging to identity labels um, for security or self-worth because they're actually like the chameleons of the world and they can, are meant to be really fluid with their identity. But when they're like clinging on to like, well, this is who I am, they're being inflexible and not fluid. And that creates a lot of disappointment. Um, We've also got like, when reflectors feel really fragile. Now, they're extremely sensitive, but when they view their sensitivity as a weakness, that will just remove them from life itself and not give them any opportunity to feel like delighted by what they're seeing or what they're experiencing. And then they'll also be rushing into decisions or um, really holding on to unhealthy relationships or unhealthy um, environments. Wow. So those are all the like key things to look for, um, that m- will help you kind of spot, am I out of alignment or is somebody I know out of alignment?
0: Wow. There's so much to know. I feel like about this topic, I could go on forever and ask you so <laughs> many questions. I'm just mind blown. I love this topic so much. Um, We are unfortunately running out of time, but if you have any last, well, I have two final questions I ask everyone, but before I do that, what, any final words that you want to share about human design and just making, utilizing it to better your life or business?
1: Mm, Yeah. I mean, I may have said this already, but I think like one of the best gifts of human design is Allowing us to be our most natural selves. And when we do that, when we're not trying to like push to be like somebody else or push to like do our business like somebody else, Mm -hmm. we just tap into so much more ease and efficiency in the way that our energy is being used. And it is so much more enjoyable to have that level of like self-acceptance and also like trust that like my way is the right way for me. So Mm -hmm. you really end up becoming your own expert and being able to filter, you know, um, whether it's business strategies or decisions or whatever, through your own lens and tweaking them to work for you rather than just kind of blindly like, Following, you know, oh, this business person told me like this is the way to do it. And if I do it exactly like her, I will, Mm -hmm. you know, be, you know, I'll have the same success. But it just Mm -hmm. really gives us the opportunity to do things in an individual way and to trust that like that way will work.
0: I love that. Yes. I think that's, you have such a unique positioning in the marketplace because you're using such a valid like piece of information with about someone specifically. So it's just very holistic in that sense and very specific to each client that you work with, which is so refreshing mm-hmm. to see, you know, you see all yeah. of these, we see, you see all of these business coaches and, you know, programs out there that are made for, it's like one strategy. Right. But it's so yeah. cool that you offer such a unique and customized approach
1: yeah, well, in all these those strategies, like they have value, mm-hmm. but we need to be, you know, looking at them from all, from all angles and changing them to fit like who we are mm-hmm. and what comes easily to us. Um because there's a very big difference between you know doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable because it's new. Versus doing something that really just like does not sit well with you or is just pushing against the natural way that you operate best. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can really kind of get behind doing things in a more individual way and really being discerning with what we choose to adopt into our business and what we don't, we will all be better off. And I think the mental health aspect of things will just rise and we'll all feel so much better.
0: Love that so much. I know my audience is going to just soak this episode in just – oh, it was so good, Bria. So my last two questions, I mm-hmm. this is a podcast kind of for nutritionists. What would be your yeah. dinner party dish that you would bring or make yourself? Yeah.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so I'm going to go with something I – would have made when I had like full range of foods that I could eat because <laughs> that's a way more fun than what I can eat now um okay I would say it's a big enchilada dish mm. that tastes like junk food but is so healthy except for like maybe the little bit of cheese but I'm I'm all for cheese you'll never take that away from me so
0: That sounds amazing. I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then my last question is, what is your best productivity hack?
1: Ooh, productivity hack. So my best productivity hack is resting when you need to rest without guilt. That Mm -hmm. will get you so much farther than any kind of like productivity tool or um, method or whatever of like being productive is really just to allow yourself to chill out and rejuvenate without the guilt because trying to do that with guilt is not true rest Mm -hmm. it's only going to drain you further and make you feel worse about yourself so
0: totally agree with that and just like recognizing you know I feel like for me like I get so excited about something and I just can, all I can think about is that project and then I can tell when I'm like doing too much, I can feel it and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm feeling a little bit stressed. This is time for me to take a step back. So it's definitely a work in progress. So I've been working on that myself, but yeah, love that tip.
1: That entrepreneurship, that's the piece of entrepreneurship and that whole like hustle burnout thing that's hard is because you got into this to do something that you really love. Mm -hmm. And when you do really love what you do, it's hard to notice when it's time to stop. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of get wrapped up in this thing that you really love, but it can quickly um, and like sneakily turn into something you don't love anymore when you're not giving your body the proper time and space that it needs to like rejuvenate and recharge and also like for your creativity and your mind to recharge.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Bria, thank you again for coming on the show. It was so fun talking to you. And I know my audience is going to love this episode. How can everyone find you?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so everyone can find me at, um, on Instagram at soulrush.co I am still taking my sweet time to make a website, but that is where I show up most. And I love hanging out with people over there and chatting in DMs and stories and IG lives and all the things. Um, So that's the best place to find me and um, everything that I do.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Send me a DM or share this episode with your community and tag me at Ugar Wellness on the gram. Leave a review and spread the support for like-minded entrepreneurs. And don't miss out on exclusive community events and extra business resources in the Namely Nutrition newsletter, which you can sign up through the show notes. I appreciate your support more than you know. Until next time, friends.